beginning, there was 365 days in the year. Well, we've surpassed 364 of those days. And we are ready to drop the best sports stories of the year on the starting lineup. Travis Sparks, he's here per usual. Eric Fry, we pulled him out of the WCRC studio and said, You better be ready to talk because we got a big show lined up today. It's the best sports stories of 2023. Welcome in uh, to another edition, uh, to another New Year's pod. Special edition. To another, oh, I got the intro that played. I know you did, that's why I love it. Yeah. That's why I love it. It's a tradition like uh, any other, one of our favorite shows of the whole entire year of 2023. And we uh, look back at uh, all the moments that have happened and some of the moments that we may have even forgotten as well as the beginning of the uh, year that we forget about that happened in January, February, and uh, stuff like that. And it's just nice to look back and recap everything that, uh, that's that gone on this year. And, of course, uh, we always do another special thing in the uh, pod as well. Mm-hmm. Remember everybody that has passed along in the world of sports and uh, entertainment. Yes. As well. Yes. Especially in the pod this year. as well. Been a lot of them. Unfortunately. Unfortunately. So, yeah, I got my, uh, you know, we got our suits on here. We got our uh, champagne ready. Non-alcoholic champagne, of course. Uh, the sparkling sparkling grape juice. We do we do have some back there yes. in full disclosure. That's right. We do have some stuff here at the studio that We're if we... We're uh, toasting to 2023. If we wanted to. Not like we could partake. Not last year, but the year before that and the year before that, we were toasting it goodbye. Like, get out of here. I never want to see you again. 2023, Mm. not as bad. No. But there has been some bad. Mm, Of course. Yeah. That's uh, had some. Had some moments. Yes. For sure. And uh, we're here to uh, look at some of the highlights uh, here with our uh, top 10 uh, sports stories of Mm -hmm. the year, both locally and uh, nationally. As well, always like to focus in on uh, that local level. Yes. Um, you know, some are kind of intertwined uh, as well. I know one for sure is kind of intertwined with uh, national and uh, local, but mm. uh, that's what I did there ah, with that. I'm looking forward to it. You have to uh, stick again, around. Full disclosure, we do not look at each other's lists. Nope, we do not. But unlike previous years, Travis, here's what I'm, I'm going to propose. We always mess this up. So here's what we're going to do. If you have something that is higher up on your list than I have, then I won't talk about it if I go first. Or if yeah. you go first, you won't dive into details, and then we'll wait till the second person. Right. Yeah. And that way we're not stealing thunder from the second time. Yeah, no. We wouldn't We would want to do that. We we've done this a couple of times and we've we've stolen thunder before. <laughs> I'm finally starting to learn. Maybe after all these years, after all these episodes, four, five, six. Hey, we're coming up on a big one coming up we next are. year, 2024. Mm-hmm. That's going to be a big year for that's, us. That's already going. Uh, spoiler. That's my number one for 2024 already for next year. Already. No matter already what happens, one. I know what number one is next year. <laughs> uh, it's going to take something big. Big, huge, huge, 
even like uh, state championship big. Ooh. Potentially to knock that off. Ooh. But we'll have to see. Yes. All right. All right. So uh, let's see here. Where are we going to start? We're going to start with the uh, the number 10 story. Yes. And we're going to start with uh, – I'll start with my national uh, story here for my number 10. And I got the uh, college football playoff and everything that that entailed. I kind of have that – but kind of don't, and we'll talk more in just a moment because it's, it's later on my list. But I, I went a different angle, but still talking about the same thing. Right. So, I mean, just the whole controversy yes. of, the, of the four and who got left out. Oh, you're talking that. Oh, by all means, go ahead. Oh, yeah. I mean, like. I don't have that. You know, just uh, Georgia losing to Alabama there in the SEC title game, and uh, then uh, Florida State getting uh, shunned and on the outside with their uh, backup quarterback and not being there, and the people predicting uh, that the Florida State would get blown out and everything, and uh, keeping an undefeated team out. Why well, you got all these other conference champions? Yes, but. Uh, just Florida State getting uh, shunned. That was uh, definitely a big moment, uh, I think, there. And uh, good riddance to the college football playoff uh, for team format. Can't wait for a 2024, and we get the 12-team playoff. I, that's my number 10. My number 10, Travis, was the absolute um, domination of F1 by Red Bull this year. Mm-hmm. Max for stopping. No one was stopping him. There was three races he didn't finish on the podium. Mm-hmm. That is it. Yeah. That dude and that <laughs> team, more specifically. In F1, it's more about the car than the driver. He's mm-hmm. a really good driver, but yeah. that team is doing something that no one else is doing. Mm-hmm. And they are really, really good at it. Yeah. So, uh Absolute dominance to the point of where it made F1 races boring. Yeah, I know. And and it kind of – he was so good it kind of killed any momentum F1 was having of gaining in the U.S. because we're used to mm-hmm. NASCAR, side-by-side racing, and, everything, and he's winning by like a minute and a half over people. Mm-hmm. Yep. So it was good for him, maybe not so good for F1. Not for good for the sport. Yes. Yeah, well, 100%, and it kind of took the little bit of the luster of the Vegas race oh, yeah. as well out of it there with uh, basically the championship and everything uh, wrapped up, and you pretty much knew it was going to be there mm-hmm. in the top three uh, there. So I like that, and uh, let's go ahead and get to uh, my number 10 locally. I was like to play. The stab. Yeah, I like it. There, forgot like it. Stab. Forgot to do it on our previous ones there, but uh, I went with this one just because it was a recency bias, and we talked about it not too long ago. Uh, but it was gonna shape what could have been in 2024, but uh, the districts uh, not being passed. Mm-hmm. Yep. So. Yep. Uh, it'll show up on my list here in, in just a little bit again. Yeah, I figured so. So. Yep. yep. Uh, we'll, we'll table that. My number one. Er- Number 10, I numbered mine wrong, so I apologize. But my number 10, we're going to go way back to the early part of the year, Travis, and that was Grace Nelson committing to ISU. Mm -hmm. I kind of had part of that. Okay. Yep. As well, but. Yep. 
But yeah. So that'll that'll show up a little bit mm-hmm. later mm-hmm. in my list. Uh so I'll go with uh my number nine a national story. And I know that everybody doesn't like to talk about it, but it was one of the things that kind of swept the NFL world uh, this year with the Kansas City Chiefs having so many problems. Yes, they did win the Super Bowl, but this more recency uh, I do have here at my number nine. It's the uh, relationship of Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift. Not on my list at all, Travis. Go ahead. You can talk all you want about it. <laughs> I mean, I'll let you take that I know the old timers yelling at clouds and people not liking it, but she's the biggest megastar in the world as one of the most recognizable people in pop culture. I'm sorry if you don't like it, if uh, she's more popular than the average fan and whatnot kept getting shown after every game, but uh, it is what it is. And I can't blame the uh, TV uh, people for showing her all the time. And it's just been one of the biggest things in the NFL this year is that they're our relationship. And again, I got to give props to a uh, fellow Travis yep. for a hero everywhere, sliding into the DMs of Taylor Swift. And then now look at them. They're in love. The year of the Travis. I know. Yourself, Travis Kelsey, Jordan Travis with FSU. I know, yeah. The year of the Travis. Absolutely. I like it. 2023. What a year. Trying to help you. What a year for Travis. What a year for Travis is everywhere. I don't really know what I did in particular in 2023, but... You still work here. I guess so. I am still employed. <laughs> Got to call true. some great games. That's true. And you started doing Flashback Friday. I did. There yeah. you go. See? Year of the Travis. <laughs> there you go. It's all coming up Travis's. <laughs> My number nine. On the national side is the end of the Pac-12 slash the new version of college football. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it wasn't on my list. The super-duper mega conferences and just how everything shook out so suddenly. Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm talking within weeks. The Pac-12 was gone. And the Big Ten was adding USC, UCLA, oh, and Oregon, oh, and Washington. It was just like that. And it was mm. totally unexpected. We knew we were adding USC and US, UCLA. But everything right. else just happened out of nowhere. And if we had talked a year ago, we would have said that the conference that was going to leave was the Big 12. We all, everyone, thought mm. the Big 12 is gone once Oklahoma and Texas are leaving. They're in trouble. Those are their two powerhouses. Right. And out of nowhere, it's the Pac-12 that's gone. Mm. Just crazy how fast yeah. it happened how it's going to shape college football moving forward mm-hmm. yeah that's right and i kind of did have on my uh, short list of uh goodbye to the big 10 west uh, as we know it what could have been <laughs> illinois what could have been it was all yours for the taking yeah well what could have been could have been but uh not to be not to be uh so uh, my uh, number nine a local story is it happened, uh, let's see, I put down the date. It happened on a September 1st, and it was in high school football week number two, and it was Effingham and Mount Carmel, and the epic game that went to overtime, 36-30. Mount Carmel ended up winning the game, uh, but uh, Effingham just getting in position to tie it up and OT, the game was back and forth and high scoring. And Mount Carmel looked to, they were going to win the game. 
they had it in hand. But then FEM with a kickoff return to get back into it. I think it was Dunstan who uh, took it back and got into field goal range. And I uh, just talked with Coach a couple weeks prior about the special teams game mm-hmm. and what, if it was going to be any different or whatnot. But uh, Stefton stepped right in and just fine of the season uh, for Estrada picking off where he left off. And yep. uh, that kickoff return set up the game-time field goal and – and uh, end up going in overtime. I know FEM fell short, but it was uh, a great game and one of the better games of the season yeah. in high school football. Absolutely, it was. Yeah, so, I was. I, I'll be honest. I was jealous of you that night. Yeah, getting to call that game because yeah. that was an exciting game. Right. You know, it's kind of we. I talked about it after the game with a couple of people, and it kind of had the same feel of the uh, semifinal game against Murphy's World, but mm-hmm. that game was a little scoring compared to this one yeah this one was high high output for the scoring department so it was an awesome game my number nine and i'm gonna keep it on the gridiron as well and that was the year that was shelbyville football yep so close Mm -hmm. i kind of had that on on my list Uh, a little bit a little bit later yep that's all i'll say yeah uh okay so uh my uh, number eight national story and that was the uh, year of college basketball and the sham of the final four that we had this year Ooh, i know you were not happy with the final four i remember that it's never a good thing when i mean a number one seed got knocked out in the first round thanks purdue Losing to a 16 again. FAU made it there. UConn was there. It was just an awful Final Four, and but, it was the four least deserving teams. But, Travis, as we've talked about, ad nauseum, go back in the archives. San Diego State was there. Miami. Go back in the archives. The tournament is not the best way to crown a national champion. Oh, I we've know. We've been over this. I know. For what it's supposed to do, it did what it was supposed to do. It was certainly chaotic. The NCAA, Travis, I have felt this for years. Are you ready for this hot take right here in the middle of our year-end show? (laughs) Okay. I think the NCAA, we talk about some of those lower seeds who get upsets and stuff like that. You know, Purdue losing and and FAU going on their run. That was unexpected. Kansas got didn't even get out of the route of 32. Yep, yep. I think the NCAA seeds these teams the way they do because they don't want people to get a perfect bracket either. No. They don't want to pay out. Think of all the celebrities and all the big names and all the big wigs who have money on if you get a perfect bracket or a perfect bracket contest and everything like this. Mm-hmm. None of them want to pay out. So they seed it that way so that there is as much chaos as possible. They don't want to crown a champion. They want entertaining television. And yeah. entertaining television. Chalk is not entertainment. Entertainment no. is higher seeds winning. I mean, I I don't necessarily want all number one seeds to make the final four, but at least I want one of them in there. We had a five, nine, we had two fives and a four. Like that's that's not good. That's not the worst final four we've ever had. No, it's but up there though. In your opinion? In my opinion, there were there were some stories at least with those teams. 
And UConn and San Diego State was the national championship game. Yeah, that's a weak national championship game. Mm-hmm. I'll agree with you on that. And our bracket got busted here at the studio when Texas got lost in the Elite Eight. Yep. No one even had here at the in our game and yep. at the office. And we didn't even have in, anything in it. So nope. I was like, well, all right, what are we going to do for the weekend of the Final Four? We're going to watch these two teams and – uh, San Diego State did win the game by one, but I don't even remember the game being a good game or not. But, Travis, you're an Illinois fan. You're used to not having anything to do the second weekend of the tournament. Yeah, yeah we lost in the first round, didn't we? We did, like always. Gets Arkansas, though. The Illini, we're just glad to be here. It's against Arkansas, though. We're just glad to be here. Probably would have lost to Kansas anyways in the next round, to be honest. So No, Kansas lost to Arkansas, too. Did, we could have yeah. beat them. We beat them this year to scrimmage, Travis. We could have beat them. I know, and we, it would have been competitive. What could have happened? We could have been in the Final Four. We, uh, we beat them in an underground scrimmage, apparently. That's right. Last year. Or we, competitive, I guess. We could have been in the Final Four, but nope. Had to lose because it's the Illinois team, and we mm-hmm. always lose the first weekend. Yep. Thanks, Coach Underwood. Hard to get out of the. Got me mad at Coach Underwood again, Travis. I know. We definitely went through that. I remember. I (laughs) still, I'm still salty at him. I still don't think he's the guy. Yeah. Yeah, you wanted to fire Coach Bielema too. Yep, yep. I still think I'm justified in that one too. Uh, After this year. (laughs) Then we can have that conversation. Yes. <laughs> For both of them. <laughs> 2024, the year Illinois fires both their coaches. Uh, we'll see. All right. Let's see if it happens. Number seven for me. Eight. Number eight. Number eight. Uh, is the Live PGA merger. Mm-hmm. We spent yeah, all of 2023 talking about Live and how much we hated it. Mm-hmm. In 2022, I mean. Yeah. And then in 2023, oh, it's all good. We're all friends now. Mm-hmm. Everything is fine. Yep. Backtracking deluxe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No confidence. No. No. Just. Just. It. it right. It, it didn't bring. I don't know what it was intended to do, but in my eyes, and I hope in the fans' eyes, it didn't bring live up to PGA's level. It brought PGA down to live. Yeah, I think so. And I think you can look at it like the that. The fact that they only did it for the money makes yeah. it even worse. Right. Yeah, it, we spent the whole time, uh, you know, saying that we don't like these guys Traders who left and, for and live and we're not going to let them Tiger play in Woods our tournaments. And, and, you know, all these guys who stood by and stood Rory, who, who went out on media and talked about yeah, how bad it was. All the people that defended the PGA Tour, all the players that defended them at every turn. And now, and now we're just going to partner up with them. It's all good. Nothing, nothing. They're welcome back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's sad. It's a lot of money. Sad state of now. golf. And Phil Mickelson took a victory lap oh, on that day. He did. <laughs> Talk about keeping receipts. Lifetime ban. Oh, you can come back in a year. Yeah. Exactly. And you got to play in every major, too. Yep. Mm-hmm. yep. All that did, hullabaloo though. for nothing. Yeah. Nothing, really. Nope. Yeah, but just kind of. Ended 
it's over. There. All right, so uh, my uh, number eight local story here. This one's a little uh, special for me because this one is uh, something that Eric didn't know about, and I don't think that would show up on any uh, other list but mine here. But uh, I'm going to stay in the high school football realm, and I'm going to go to all the way back to October 13th, and this one was the Nokomis and a Cumberland game here as Nokomis won the game 22 to 12. But I got to be honest with my friend over here, Ev Eric, that after the game, my game with Effingham and Mount Zion, from our board operator here back at the studio, uh-huh. Derek Warren was telling me about how rough of a time it was for Eric. In that game, uh-huh. dealing with everything that he dealt with throughout the day, mm-hmm. and then went to the Nokomis game uh-huh. and had to deal with weather yep. and uh, some questionable officiating. And I, I was thoroughly entertained, my friend. <laughs> That's what we're here. It, to do. it can be a little embarrassing, <laughs> and that was. I have no shame. I'm I'm good. That was just. I was dying in the studio, and I was hearing the comments that you were making during the game. I'm a straight shooter. <laughs> I'll tell it as it is. I'll see it how I see it. So I, after my game, I was here for I was here pretty late uh, on that night, but I just had to save some of these clips <laughs> from the game. And so let's hear some of these clips. Uh, here and here's a couple of the uh, clips from uh, Eric here with the uh, weather. I think this one is play. First penalty of the night. Again, the wind has picked up. It's a straight wind right into my broadcast position, so I apologize. <laughs> I apologize. Now, what I can do about it is coming straight at me. I apologize. <laughs> I, I did because I knew it was making for horrible audio on the radio. <laughs> Just the way he said, I apologize. I, I, there was nothing I could do. It was a straight tunnel right <sighs> into me. And uh, here was Eric dealing with a little uh, rain as well. And they're going to say he's just short of it. Yeah, just short. So it'll be third and one. Oh, wait a minute. Now we're getting officials talking. Ow. Watkins wants a measurement. And it looks like we will get that measurement, possibly. From my vantage point, it's very close. But I got rain blowing in my eyes, so how am I supposed to know? <laughs> I got rain blown in my eye. Now, now, the you're kidding me that you heard the no background. way, no way. That was a Cumberland coach. Yeah. That and after that particular when I went to time when I went to commercial, he came up to me and said, "You're not hearing me in the broadcast, are you?" <laughs> I said, 
not really, <laughs> but a little. And he's like, well, I'm glad that's all I said. So, <laughs> exactly. That, 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 yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> but I, I kind of heard that. I was like, is that Eric? Or no, that was not me. Because I, I could just imagine. It did kind of sound vision. like me. It sounded like I took the head off. No, no way. way. Yep. No yep. way. Yep. Nope. That one was not me. <laughs> uh, here's another one. Is he in? No call. What? <laughs> they said he's not in. We still have officials talking. It'll be the end of the third quarter, but the refs are conversing. And they're going to say, they're going to say he's just short. So it will be, it will be the start of the third quarter. It'll be third and goal for the Pirates from the one. We will take a break. When we come back, we'll have this play coming up here in the start of the fourth quarter. You're listening to Crumble Pirate Football on WCRA. No call. No call. What? What? (laughs) I think that one, I just lost it there. (laughs) No call. What? See, my favorite was the uh, Cumberland. I think it was Cumberland third and goal from the half a half a half inch yard line. Because there was a penalty and there was a false start and they still couldn't get in. Fourth and goal from the the one inch line. <laughs> Pirates will line up wishbone. He's gonna run it in again. We got flag. Got a flag on the play. And I can't believe this. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe this. Encroachment on the defense. So the Pirates will get another chance. We'll move them up to the half and half an inch. (laughs) It'll be fourth and goal from the half a half an inch. It's not even the width of the football. Like it's, it's, literally touching the goal line. It was. <laughs> Just saying. Parents line up again, wishbone. Again, they'll try to sneak it in. And they're going to say he didn't get in. Unbelievable. 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 <laughs> Are you going to hear that? Unbelievable. Uh-huh. So it'll be a turnover on downs. Travis, it'll is- be first and ten for Nokomis. Ball on the <laughs> half a half a yard line. As obviously we know who's paying the bills for the officials tonight <laughs> in what has become an embarrassment of a football game. <laughs> An embarrassment. I Welcome back here to Nokomis, where our officiating crew is doing their impersonation of the Nebraska-Illinois game, preventing Illinois from getting a score. 
just like these officials preventing the Pirates from getting a score here tonight. <laughs> Unbelievable. <laughs> He's not in. <laughs> Unbelievable. <sighs> Welcome back. It'll be third and goal from the one for the Pirates. The previous play. They come mm-hmm. out wishbone. Olmstead just going to run it right up the middle. Are they going to stay in now? They're still not calling him in. <laughs> he fell forward. <laughs> They're going to say no in again. He fell forward. I don't know how you can be on the half a yard line, fall <laughs> forward, and not get in the end zone. They're going to say he didn't get in. But I will say this, Mr. Sparks. Uh-huh. I think we need to cut that together. And we can send it to our former professor, Greg Powers, up in Lakeland, to mm. use as an example of how not to do a football game. Because <laughs> he'd always tell us, yeah. you got to be unbiased, you uh-huh. got to be straight and narrow, and I was not. Right. <laughs> yeah, that was straight Homer. Homer right there. <laughs> I'm going to have nightmares yeah. about that. Uh-huh. And uh, one of the reasons why I uh, thought that was uh, so funny is because it reminded me of a, a video that we looked at in uh, uh, college, and I have some of that right now. Second and ten, eye formation. Looks like Driscoll, the deep man in the eye. Austin throws it out. Oh, no, it's a backwards pass. That's a live ball. It's a live ball. That's exactly what that. I wasn't that bad. <laughs> well, just some of this stuff, like the guy taking off his yes. headset. What? Yep. No call. Yep. <laughs> That's what. And it I've seen like the video and... of that play, Travis. It was a backwards pass, and it should have been a fumble. Yeah. They ended up losing the game by a touchdown, ending a 29-game winning streak. Yeah, and what we found out about that as well when we looked up that there's apparently another team elsewhere that has the nickname of Green Wave. Yes, that's the other thing. <laughs> as well. And then just how it went, nuts and bolts, we got, and then he moved right on. Yep. Third down. <laughs> that's what you also reminded me of. Third and goal from that one. He fell forward. What's the call? No call. What? Oh, uh, good. Stuff. I um, I definitely had to include that on my list here. It was one of the funniest moments for me in 2023. I love I, it. I I agree with you. <laughs> Sorry, you had to relive some of that, but <laughs> I I will relive it. That's fine. It it was funny. It was on my top ten. I laughed about it. I love it. After the fact, whenever multiple people came up to me and said, you do realize what you said over the air, right? 
<laughs> right, yeah, because Derek was saying about uh, Will was relaying some of the uh-huh. the stuff that you were saying. I had about to apologize for my board op. Yep, I apologize <laughs> for my board op. I'm like, oh, it was one of those things where I said it, and then once it all came out, I'm like, this is oh. live, pal. <laughs> oh, I oh. Yeah, maybe shouldn't have said that. Yeah, maybe, that, maybe so, but can't go back. Now. It uh, it made for some entertaining. I'm just glad I don't have to go uh, to clips. the comas this year. I hope. <laughs> yeah, you hope. Uh, I hope. <laughs> don't have to relive that. Yeah, they won as many playoff games as we did. And so. it was just like uh, everything that I know that you dealt with throughout the day as well. Uh-huh. I think it was a pretty chaotic uh, Friday around here as well. Yep. So, <laughs> yep. <laughs> so that was my number eight. Uh, and it got them the same amount of playoff wins that Cumberland got. That's right. true. They did. My number eight, Travis, you already mentioned it, districts. Mm-hmm. Coming up again. Yeah. Shot down again. Hopefully, that is the end of districts. Mm-hmm. Now, that's not to say we don't need to try to fix football, because as we talked about in the show, we do. Right. Districting is not the answer. Right. But we yeah. need to find the answer. Mm-hmm. And I hope that IHSA is putting together a group to look at it unbiasedly mm-hmm. to figure out the best answer for everyone involved. Right. Yeah, I definitely, definitely would agree uh, there. So, uh, yeah, that's just kind of a thing that came down uh, recently. And, uh, you know, it could have thrown a 2024 into chaos with everything of, you know, like we've mentioned on the show before, teams already have the schedules for next year made up. And if districts would have, uh, went ahead and passed, uh, that would have been half of the scrapped and everyone, well, knows where they would be in their district, per se, of scheduling-wise, uh, but just would have thrown everything that was already uh, there uh, off uh, there. All right, so uh, my uh, number seven and national story. It's really loud that I had from the, the <laughs> clips. Whoa. Uh, we're also going to stay in uh, the uh, NFL just because it was the uh, talk of the offseason and everything uh, was the injury to Aaron Rodgers and uh, four plays in. That was it. Mm-hmm. Four plays into the season. September 11th, Aaron Rodgers running out on the field with the American flag and how they we, we said I said in the preview show that the Jets were going to live up to the hype this year. And then four plays in, Aaron Rodgers is out for the season. And they did not live up to the hype. I loved it. Hmm. I didn't like seeing him get hurt. Let me rephrase that. Even though I believe I said on this show that I hope he got hurt. You did. We came on the show. (laughs) Yes. I had to apologize. My lawyer came in. Yes, we had lawyers involved. I remember all this. Mm -hmm. But again, I will will keep saying, and I, I will say that that is absolutely instant karma. Hmm. Yeah. So, I... Something. No tears were shed over here. Disappointing. Maybe you should just stay with Zach Wilson. He wasn't awful. Yeah, he was. Yeah, he was. Okay. He was, yeah. He still gave you more touchdowns this year than Aaron Rodgers. Hmm. Oh. oh. Yeah. You can say that. That's true. They did end up winning the game that night. They did. Yep. But... Just wasn't with it. Rodgers. Nope. Nope. My number four nationally, Travis, I'm not going to go into it in great detail because we have another segment for that, but the amount of deaths in sports this year. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. It, it, it just it felt like a lot this year, 
and a lot in our area of the entertainment, yes, but also just sports. Like, it felt like kind of our era, maybe the era in front of us kind of, you know, there were a lot of people involved with the Cardinals who passed away this year, and there were a lot of people, like, involved in that we had talked about and stuff like that. It just really felt like, and it was just kind of a, Mm -hmm. it it just kind of hung around for a while. Uh, It felt, especially the summer months, it felt Mm -hmm. like every other day or at least every once or twice a month, we were talking about someone passing away. So it's true. Yeah. It seems like we always talk about that every year about some sort of significant uh, people that we've lost during the year, but yeah, there's definitely have seen that uh, locally mm-hmm. uh, for mm-hmm. sure. All right, so my number seven a local story is uh, kind of piggybacking on what Eric mentioned about Grace Nelson uh, signing with Illinois State. Uh, the Redbirds still sticking with her commitment despite her injury ending her season last year, uh, but also I had it here of uh, her scoring her 2,000th uh, career point as well. Great minds think alike, Travis. I have Grace getting 2,000 points as my number seven. Wow. Number seven. Exact same spot. Dang. Yep. Didn't think that was going to be that way. Exact same spot. Like we said, we don't talk about this beforehand. But, yes, such a great accomplishment, and I believe she is on pace for 2,500. Wow. She's on pace to get 2,500 points right now. Yeah. So. Obviously, last year as the junior. Oh, yeah. Became the – all-time leading scorer at Altamont. And and it just... Uh, Boys or girls. Yes, and that is an absolutely incredible feat, no doubt. But it also makes me go, where could she be right now if she wasn't injured last mm-hmm. year and yeah. missed that whole chunk? Right. Uh, we'd be it's talking basically about basically December on. We'd be talking about 3,000. would that territory. She would, she would be... By the end of the year, closing in on 3,000 points by the end of the year. Wow. And that is just, those Insane. aren't numbers that aren't seen around here. No, not in our area. So, and and the reason why, it's because Grace is a, is a great talent. There is no denying that. But it's also, as a freshman, she got opportunity to start. Mm-hmm. And that's a big key that I don't think is always taken into account when you're talking about players getting career points is the ability for them to start day one as a freshman. Yeah. A lot of them don't get that opportunity. So that right. first year is wiped out completely. Right. So. And, well, you got to also think about as well about, you know, her injury cutting down the games that she could play, but also the freshman season was COVID was shortened. Yep. So yep. they didn't have as many games. And also think about, I believe it was her freshman and maybe also her sophomore year. She had Brooke Runge with her. You take Brooke out of that equation, how many points is she putting up? Yeah. Because I'm sure she'd be putting up more points in those games. Yeah. So. Yeah. And it's also uh, special that 2,000 points was mm, a lot of those are on our stations as well. Yes. A lot of them were with you. We've been there through a lot of it. Yeah. Most of it. Most of her career. More than any other media around here. Just saying. Mm-hmm. So. Yep. That's for sure. That's for sure. <laughs> All right. So we'll move along here. Uh, your. That was my number oh, seven. Oh, yeah. That was yep. your number seven. That's yep. right. Uh, okay. Uh, so uh, my uh, number six national story. Stay in the college football realm, and that was the Michigan sign-stealing saga. 
Go ahead. There. It's all yours. The floor is yours. <laughs> well, you know, it was just kind of that was the big thing about uh, them stealing signs from Big Ten teams and also other opponents and uh, purchasing tickets on both sides of the stadium. How was they funding this? And uh, could they have been punishment for Coach Harbaugh? And could they have been kept out of the playoff? Nope. Nothing really happened of significance for Harbaugh. Three-game suspension, big whoop. It wasn't around the team on game day, but that was it. But, uh, you know, it was the talk of the college football world there of uh, the sign-stealing scandal for Michigan, but they uh, escaped some sort of punishment. Let's be honest. It happened in the middle parts of the year where the contenders aren't playing contenders. As soon as we started getting good games, that immediately went away. I guess. It it was just something to talk about. Yeah. I guess, but... I, myself, personally, never got the big hula about it. Mm. Because, like I said, and I said it on this show, yeah, you should be changing up your signals every game anyway, so it wouldn't matter. Yeah. Yeah, it's something that we talked about. It is. Go back in the archives. Dig it up. On the archives. Dig yep. it up. <laughs> it's all over there. com podcast feed that's right that's right (laughs) all right my number six i'm being superly overly dramatic here but that is okay the downfall travis of the world series how the world series has fallen the lowest rated world series in history Mm -hmm. just happened on my short list but i didn't have it just happened this year Mm -hmm. and the fact of the two teams who made it, the Rangers and the Diamondbacks, wasn't it, if my memory serves me right, wasn't it the Diamondbacks' home playoff game that the Braves were buying more tickets to that game than Diamondback fans? Or the Phillies, that's right. It was the Phillies. Mm. That's who's in the World Series. Yeah. And again, this can be taken to another step in what has happened in baseball and I'm going to get more into that later on in my list, but it's not good for the sport Mm. that even when smaller teams are successful, they still can't get the fans to come in right? because they can't maintain that success. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and uh, that was on my short list Mm -hmm. of just how early on that the Braves got knocked out and the Dodgers, both they were the top seeds, and they're gone. And and what I love – because a lot of people were saying it's great that an underdog is there in the Diamondbacks and the Rangers because neither one of those teams were supposed to be there. No. And and there were a lot of people saying they may not be the best teams, but they're playing the best right now, and it's a great story that they're the underdogs and they took out the big dogs and everything like that. But I believe that is just what Travis said about the NCAA Final Four being bad. <laughs> it is. So how can we? How can it be good in one sport and bad in the other? We have to figure out what it is we're wanting here, America. So let's mm-hmm. let's get it figured out. Do we want the underdogs to do well and compete with the big dogs, or do we just want everything to go chalk and more? We'll have the Braves and the Dodgers in the NLCS next year, and the Dodgers winning the World Series next year. What are we wanting? Yeah, because we can't obviously have both. <laughs> I think it's just a comfortable. Uh, what am I trying to do? Uh, a comfortable middle ground of 
uh, one year having favorites versus favorites of the number one versus number one or uh, an underdog against uh, a team like the Yankees or something like the Brewers versus the Yankees, a small market versus a big empire. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, we also need some years where we have Boston versus uh, L.A., Houston. I mean, they're not a big market, but they're team-wise, they were good. We need that years where we have Houston versus LA. We need a, a nice little mix of that. Uh, I think where we have like a Arizona versus New York all the way back in 2001 and whatnot. We need those years where we have the favorites go at it, but we also need a nice little uh, mix of both rather than just kind of what we had this year, underdogs versus underdogs type mm-hmm. of thing. I think we need that balance. That's yep. what I want to see. Yep. And I want to see with those years where the NCAA Final Four has all four number ones. But also, you know, throw one Cinderella in there, not four. I know some people argued about whether UConn was actually a Cinderella or not. I mean, they're, they are a blue blood when it right, comes exactly. to basketball. Yeah. But. So. Um, all right. So my uh, number six local story kind of had a, to do with uh, Shelbyville football because I had them both lumped in here making all the way to the semifinals but uh, also I lumped Arthur in here as well because uh, of the successful season they had I know they got bounced out early in the first round a tough matchup tough draw with how they seeded mm-hmm. the team that they lost to but both had great seasons and you know Arthur going all the way Went in the conference after Fagan graduated yep. and Shelbyville making all the way to the semifinals uh, there again. I know they came up short against Athens and pretty much dominated that game. But uh, Shelbyville and Arthur having good football seasons. Yep, yep, I agree. It's my number six. I agree. Uh, my number six local. What I talked about on our top five stories of the year. So if you want more detail, I'll give you a little detail here. But if you want more detail, go back and listen to that. And that is uh, Tanum David of Olney breaking the state record in the girls' 3200 at the state track meet, um, breaking a record that had stood for a while. And she just was absolutely amazing on the track side of things. Um, you know, she she won state in the two by 1600, two by 3200 two-time cross-country state champion and that includes again covid no cross-country uh one year and no track in 2019-2020 what could she have won she's now off the university of virginia running on their track team and their cross-country team so uh it's always nice when a local athlete from around our area she's from Olney, gets to go do d1 in any sport and Mm -hmm. uh well deserved yeah Absolutely. And so that's your number six. Number local. six yep. local yep. story yep. right there. 